that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Back in Louisville, a gorgeous day here in the Commonwealth after spending a few days in Chicago for the McDonald's All-American game. You might be thinking to yourself, well, the McDonald's All-American game is tonight, TJ. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you be there for that? Uh, the game itself is actually kind of silly. Get out of my head. I, I, that would... That would be the that would be the best way to to say it. It's, it's kind of silly for the McDonald's All American Game. It's an All Star Game. Nobody really tries uh, the, the the game itself. You don't get a lot out of it. I can watch it on TV, and they don't make the players available after the game. If some players want to talk, they will. They are not obligated to. It's not a requirement. And the ones that do generally aren't out there for more than a second. And guess what? I talked to all of them yesterday. There's going to be six or seven or eight stories on Cats Illustrated over the next two days. So uh, I didn't feel the need to spend a whole day in Chicago today not doing much and then having to stay the night there and, and ending up making it be a, a five- or four-day trip. So that's why I'm not covering the game, but I don't have to explain it to you. Uh, we're back, and I'm happy. I was disappointed to miss the show last week on Final Four week, just a few days away. I know Kentucky fans are excited I went on Yahoo Sports Radio today and, and talked about the game. Uh, and I talked a little bit about how it's Kentucky fans are excited, but this one to me, this Final Four is different than the other three under John Calipari. And obviously Kentucky's been to four Final Fours in five years. This one's a bit different. Uh, and I can go through and explain all of them. And you know what? Hell, I will. 2011, that was the, whoa, we're in the Final Four. This is exciting. This is new. This is fun. Uh, it hasn't been since 1998 since we've been able to be in this opportunity. It was kind of a wide-eyed experience. Obviously, anytime you get to a Final Four, I don't really believe the notion that we were just happy to be there. You might have been happy to be there. You should be happy to be there. But anytime you're in the Final Four, a national championship is right there. So I'm not saying 2011 that wasn't wasn't on the table. It certainly was. If Kentucky can get by UConn, a UConn team that I that was just okay, in my opinion, uh, I think Kentucky wins the title that year, but that's not the point. 2012, the Final Four was almost all strictly business. You were playing your rival in the first game, your biggest rival. You had a much better team. You were the favorites to cut down the nets. Kentucky took care of business, did that. The Final Four was a little bit different that year as well. 2014, similar to 2011, it was fun. You were excited to be there. You didn't expect it. You had a lot of upsets, a lot of fun games on the way to the Final Four. Uh, and sure enough, you made it. Again, still thinking you could make a national championship, but kind of just happy to be there for a little bit. This year, it's sim- more similar to 2012, but it's almost, we've been talking about this Final Four since November, Trevor. Really since last April when we found out everybody was coming back for Kentucky. This is what everybody's been talking about, and now finally it's here, and now that it's here, it's either put up or shut up for Kentucky. So when I went on Yahoo Sports Radio, I talked about how this is more of an anxious crowd, more of an anxious UK group, a nervous group. You heard it in Cleveland. 80% of the fans there were Kentucky fans, but when there wasn't momentum being had between Notre Dame and Kentucky, you heard the Notre Dame teams. You heard the Notre Dame fans cheering on their squad. Because Kentucky fans are nervous. 
And rightfully so, because this is what everything you've been looking forward to, it's now finally here. And if UK were to get upset by Wisconsin, or they, they came up short on winning a national championship, to an extent, Trevor, it's going to be a little disappointing. The 38-0 will never be forgotten. UK fans will remember this team just as much as any other team that hadn't won a national championship, if that happens. But after all the talk, after everything that's happened, the season needs to end with UK cutting down the nets, or fans are going to be obviously and understandably bummed out. But we're going to we're going to talk more about that on the show today. We're going to have Phil Dawson on, who the real sports talker with TJ Walker fans will remember. We had Phil Dawson on last year. Around this time, it might have been exactly a year ago, but it was around this time that we had him on. He does radio in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Lucas and Dawson is the show, if I'm not mistaken. We had him on. He's a big Badger fan. He's a Packer fan, so uh, I like him in that regard. This isn't the same Phil Dawson that was the kicker, longtime kicker for the Niners, was it? Uh, I am 90% sure that it's not. I think he kicked for the Browns, too, if I'm not mistaken. Not 100%, not 100% sure, but 90% sure. We could ask him. Uh, well, you, you ask him before he comes on. How many times do you think he gets that, that, has asked that question? Being the fact he's the name of a kicker. I mean, how many people really know the names of kickers? Well, it, I'm, I'm other, sure. Other than uh, me, who has no life. I, I I I know I know Phil Dawson. If you play, if you're big on fantasy football, you probably know a lot of kickers. But and that's the only reason anybody should ever know a lot of kickers. But anyways, here's here's the interesting thing, Trevor. Is he's coming on? He does a great job. I look forward to talking with him. He knows everything about the Badgers. When I texted him to ask if he wanted to come on, he said yes. I'd love to talk about how we're finally going to beat Kentucky. This and that. He was really excited to come on, and I'm I'm excited to have him come on. But here's the thing I didn't know about Phil Dawson is he's doing the team cast for Wisconsin this year. He didn't do that last year. That's pretty cool, right? That is cool. I, I, I'm being, I, I kind of enjoy those. I kind of flipped back and forth last year with that, and I'll do it again this year. Between, Well, I probably won't go to Kentucky's as much because it'll make my skin crawl a little bit, but I, I usually do kind of flip between all three of them just periodically just to get a feel for it. I, I, I did it a little bit with UConn and Florida before the game just to kind of see who it was. I didn't know who any of the guys were, so – it didn't really matter to me. Uh, during the Kentucky game, we did, if I'm not mistaken, I think we just kept it on the Kentucky fan cast. Although, when you're watching that game, it kind of everything runs together. Uh, so we didn't listen to the Wisconsin one. I'll definitely be tuning into the Wisconsin one on Saturday to hear our, our boy Phil Dawson for a little bit. Uh, I think it'd be fun to listen to the losing team's team cast in the final few minutes. Is in the fan cast is that is that not, is that much better or equal to or less than what ESPN did with the uh, BCS national championship game where they had like five all their five of their channels running like different views and break coaching breakdown during the game and things like that. What what do you prefer? Um, I actually kind of liked ESPN's. Ha- well, you know this is different because on on the fan cast it's you're watching the same game. It's just who's True. talking about it. Uh, the the. The ESPN for the national title, you could turn to some channel where they every channel had the game on, but they would be talking about X's and O's. Others, it would be analysts kind of just, you know, talking nonsense. 
uh, it was actually kind of funny to. I watched the analysts, and I talked about this on the radio shortly after that. I, I, I listened to the analysts just kind of, you know, talk about whatever came to their mind, and it was actually really funny because it got off hand, out of hand, and uh, that was a good that was good stuff. But I think the team cast is kind of fun, and, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday because there wasn't a show yesterday. But how in the world does Rex Chapman get a spot on that team cast? And I have met Rex Chapman. It was brief. It wasn't wasn't anything he wouldn't remember me i'm sure uh but it was brief and it was a hey how you doing nice to meet you he he, when you meet him in person when you see him in person he seems like a good guy and that's why i always say when i am talking about somebody i don't really know i say they seem like a good guy because rex chapman seemed like a good guy but if you're stealing all that stuff from apple well i don't know if a thief like that is necessarily a great guy uh, so that's why you got to be careful when you say you seem like you can but, still be a good guy and in a bad situation. I mean, it, it can happen. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. You can be. People make mistakes, but that seemed like more than a mistake to do it time after time and steal. What was it? Close to twenty thousand dollars in merchandise. Yeah, at least that's- at least he went to Apple. He didn't like, go to the Dollar General. I mean, at least if he's going to do it. He's going to do it right. Uh, I have a you know I have a problem with that, but he I guess the charges were never never officially filed, uh, or they never went through with filing him. So in the I, I guess he's innocent. So you you've got to so that's fine, that's fine. Who would you that, who would you would you have picked if not Rex Chapman? Let me ask you that then. If I wasn't going to, you know, I, I think Thomas Thomas Beisner would have been awesome. That would have been a good one. I think people would have loved to listen to him. I think he would have been great. He's been on the show a few times, and I would, I would, I would love to have him. Now you'd have to have it. You know, I, there are several writers that I think could have done a great job covering the game. I don't know if they'd want to do that because they would have to write a ton afterwards. Uh, I think Kyle Tucker would obviously do a great job if if they asked him to go on. He's not as big as a Kentucky fan, so I think people would be worried about that. But Beisner would have been my first choice, uh, and, and I think he would have done a fantastic job. But it, it's not so much. Rex Chapman, Chapman, he gets in trouble. Uh, It's kind of a a black eye on Kentucky. A lot of people tweeted me and said, well, also, I had a big problem with his tweet before the game about John Calipari going to the Lakers. Okay, if you have a problem with that, I understand that too. That wasn't it for me either. It wasn't that he got in trouble with Apple. It wasn't that he tweeted that thing out before the game. As I've talked about on the show, Rex Chapman got fooled. He got tricked and deceived by somebody telling him that John Calipari was going to the Lakers just to get that out there. And they knew that Rex Chapman would be a good pawn in that scheme, and they used him. They used him, and it worked. So I don't necessarily have a problem with that. It was a stupid thing for him to do. Even if that was 100% true, you have to you have to be smart enough to know that's not the best time to tweet that out but as we've understood maybe rex chapman isn't the smart a super smart guy my problem and the reason i don't think he should be calling the game is when's the last time anything anybody heard anything from rex chapman you mean that's good well (laughs) that's good you might have to go even further back but anything at all anything at all after that national title game he tweeted people back and forth and and tried to defend himself, and I think he might have even apologized for tweeting that out when he did, and that's fine. Again, I'm not upset about that. People he went make on Dan Patrick show and some other shows as well. The Apple thing, if you if you 
if you mess up like that, I think that doesn't make you a great person. But whatever. He wasn't officially, you know, he wasn't charged. That's fine. People make mistakes. But once that stuff hit, he didn't say, we haven't heard from him. Unless I'm missing something. Nothing of significance that I've noticed. Does he still tweet? Does he have Does he have his Twitter account? I, I used to follow him. I just don't notice it anymore, I guess. He's been tweeting recently. Uh, and he tweeted, he tweeted uh, yesterday, proud to be the Wildcats team stream presented by Bleacher Report at the Final Four. Watch us on Saturday. Since then, it ha- it's been very casual. Uh, really, he's only had about five tweets in the last 213 days. His time all that his timeline goes August 30th, September 18th, then February 21st. I mean, my, that looks like my timeline. So it, it, there's, I just don't get it. We haven't heard from him, and that's not his fault. If he doesn't want to be out in the media, then good for him. But don't put him on the UK team stream. And it's, he embarrassed a lot of Kentucky fans. He embarrassed a lot of UK fans. And you know, certainly embarrassed himself, but he made a lot of people unhappy with the tweet and his and his incidents. And I, you know, congrats to him getting back on the, you know, congrats to him. And I hope he does a good job. And maybe this can be the thing that gets him back in the in the popular opinions of UK fans. What what does him tweeting that his sources say Cal will be leaving? Is it because just because of the timing of it? I mean, other, he was wrong. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he did I don't it. see why that would anger people to the point where they, they don't want to hear from him ever again, he, especially the impact he had on Kentucky in even just two years. Well, he, he did it literally, and this isn't a joke. He did it 10 minutes before the national title I, game. I remember, yes. I remember the time. 10 minutes before the title game. It's a, it's a stupid thing to do. Now, I, I, I wouldn't hate Rex Chapman like some UK fans do because of just that. It was a silly thing to do. But the way he probably saw it was, whoa, this is huge news by a very trusted source. I can be the first person to break this. I can't wait on this news because somebody else is going to get it. Would it have been worse if he did it at halftime, Ali, a la like the, uh, when John L. Smith got interviewed about Smith. halftime in the bowl game? Yes. I knew you were going to. Different time and era, of course, of uh, social media, though. So, You know, the thing I love about my dad, besides him, you know, helping bring me into this earth, which is definitely up there in the top three, it should be. is the fact that he he's a big Louisville fan, too, and he's not scared to call out Louisville coaches. He hates John L. Smith and will always hate John L. Smith because of that. He doesn't like Bobby Petrino either because he flirted around with jobs. He's, my dad is either you're loyal to Louisville or you can get out. I don't, I don't care. How uh, long did it take him before he allowed you back in the house being a Kentucky fan then? Oh, he's not. A, he, he's you know my mom's a UK fan, and he was a Louisville fan, and they 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 split when uh, maybe I was four or five, and I don't know how they how my mom won out on me being a, a Kentucky fan. My dad didn't seem to mind. He's not you know he's not a crazy diehard Louisville fan where he's not going to be able to sleep if Louisville loses. But he goes he's season ticket holder with all the games. He loves going. Uh, but I don't know how my my mom won out on me being a UK fan. But sure enough, as you have it, I am. But. It, with the with, and I, I don't know how. Now I'm trying to find spin my way back to how we were talking about Rex Chapman and, and the tweet. Uh, but I don't think Kentucky fans were that upset that a lot of them were. A lot of Kentucky fans were that upset that he tweeted that out. But one, it ended up not being true. Two, just minutes later or an hour, two hours later, Kentucky loses the national title, and now UK fans not only do they have to deal with possibly. 
a national title loss when it was right there for the taking, but also maybe you're losing your coach and the, and the history of college basketball is going to take a turn with John Calipari potentially leaving. So it, it, it kind of was just salt in the wound, I think. Captain Arctic tweets into the show, the dude's ego is so large that he thought he could get away with it by being Rex Chapman. That was big news here. And, and Captain Arctic is coming to us from Arizona. Uh, it, it was big news there, and it was certainly big news here too. I, I did see Rex Chapman in November. I was covering a high school tournament in Lexington, and he showed up, and I swear, you looked at fans' reaction in the crowd, and there wasn't a ton of fans there. I think this was the day before the Louisville-Kentucky football game. There wasn't a ton of fans at this event, but the ones that were there were looking at him like, like they had seen a ghost. They were like, All right, shouldn't you be in jail? They were very confused, and, and I, honestly, I was a little confused too. Uh, nobody was sure why he was there, who was he watching, what was he doing. There was a lot of coaches there, and he went and talked to John Calipari, had a longer conver- conversation, Trevor, with Rick Pitino, a very, very long uh, one-on-one conversation between the two of them. Um, and, and this was kind of a funny but also sad moment. Uh, there was a, a much, much older security guard. He wasn't really a security guard, but they asked him to do security for this event. And uh, Rex Chapman came in, and I guess he didn't have a credential to go back to go talk to the coaches, but obviously it was it was Rex Chapman. Uh He's walking past the security guard, and the security guard goes, I'll let you go, but I'm going to keep an eye on all those computers. And my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, this is awkward. And I think he ended up stealing phones. I don't know if he even stole computers from Apple. but Did Rex just give him a look? Did he say anything? Rex gave like a cheap laugh. like, Like, the old man didn't really realize how big of a jerk he was being. I guess he thought it was in good taste to like make a, a topical joke. But everybody who kind of wasn't over 85 years old knew that it was, ooh, uh-oh, this is going to get interesting. Rex handled it, I guess, like he probably should have and just kind of laughed it off and, and moved on. Even, I, even, even me with a broken barometer when it comes to political correctness, I wouldn't have made that joke at that point. Yeah, I, I it was not the not the best thing to say, uh, but it was a, certainly an awkward moment. But I, since then, I haven't seen him. He talked to a lot of coaches there. Um, he, I think, he was with his kids. Uh, so I, you know, that 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 was the last time I saw him, and I haven't really heard anything. Uh, Oklahoma's finest tweets in the show and says, "I feel like my generation, Rex Chapman, is pretty much irrelevant in terms of." as a public figure for his generation, hasn't really been around the program much in the last decade. He kind of comes and goes in waves, it seems like. He'll be in the news for a little bit, then he'll go away. And then it was probably about two years ago, or maybe a year and a half ago, where you started to hear a lot more from him. He became very popular on Twitter. He wasn't scared to say how he felt. UK fans kind of were drawn to that, and then everything kind of started to snowball into this big disaster and, and then we don't hear from him in months and now he's going to call the team stream i don't think a lot of people are going to tune in i really don't which is a bummer because the team stream's a fun idea like we mentioned we're going to head to our first commercial break when we come back we're gonna have phil dawson on from madison he'll be doing the team stream for wisconsin maybe we'll tune into that he's he's a good guy 
I know most Kentucky fans won't, but we're going to learn a little bit more about the Badgers here in this next segment. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. favorite player in college basketball and his name is Sam Decker this outside Decker it's a three got it <laughs> dagger are they sent to hell worse Wisconsin is that Frank it's Hank here comes Frank Kaminsky barreling to the rim slam dunk I am back Woo! now back to the sports talker with TJ Walker hello Wisconsin on 1450, the Sports Buzz. We're back. Second segment, 1450, the Sports Buzz. And if you're getting a sense of deja vu, that's understandable because we are doing a repeat of last season before the Cats and Badgers Final Four game in Dallas last year. We talked to Phil Dawson. We're going to do the same this year with the Cats and Wisconsin meeting in Indianapolis and Phil, I know you're you're about to get on your flight to Indianapolis, correct? That is right. I just crushed an airport beer, and I'm ready to get on the plane. I'm ready to go. And I've been following you since we did that interview last year because I am a Packers fan. You're a fun person to follow. You do a good job up in in Wisconsin on radio, talking all things Badgers. You talk all, you talk you talk everything. So I, I have been following you and your work for some time. Tell me a little bit about this rally pounding that I see you tweeting about oh. from time to time. What is that? What is all? Yeah. What is that about? And maybe we can make that popular here in Kentucky. Oh, absolutely. Here's how it works. So well, I'll give you the genesis of it. It was when the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys were playing two years ago, and Aaron Rodgers had gotten injured, and Matt Flynn was coming in to start the second half of the Packers, and it was like, there's no way the Packers are going to do anything, and they're down like 24 points at that point, and so I had the bright idea of, you know what, I'm just going to drink as much as I possibly can, you know, responsibly, drink as much as I possibly can to see if it turns the tides at all. And it did. And they started getting first downs Then they got a touchdown and then they started then they get an interception. And so this is where rally pounding was born, where it helps turn the tides of your favorite team into your favor. Um, and so that's what I do now during games is that if my home team, which is, you know, Packers and Dodgers, they're down at the half then you cut right into rally pounding and it's a movement and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to not rally pound. That's the whole point. You don't want to rally pound, but if it's there, the science proved has proven that rally pounding works like a charm and I, I that get was the it. genesis and oh yeah. And it I works it. and it's like, you got to pound, pound, pound until you grab the lead and then you just chill. And then if you have to do it again, you pound, pound, pound until you get that lead and get that win. So we're so, doing our part. 
It, that, exactly, and that's what it comes down to. As a fan, <laughs> you feel so helpless at times, but this is a way for you to get involved and maybe turn the the tides, maybe have karma go your way by drinking as much beer as you possibly can. And, and honestly, I, I've been doing it a little bit during Packers game, a little bit here and there. Uh, obviously, yeah. I didn't do a good enough job in the, in the NFC Championship game. Well, yes. I Well, again, they were – I don't know what happened there because I think there was – I can't even remember. Here's the point. Rally pounding, you know, taste the blackout <laughs> is kind of one of the other, the other bad things about it. So I, I remember them losing, and it was horrible. That's about all. Well, well my only just Monday morning was, that, was not a good show. Sorry. I could I could imagine, and my justification would be that we were leading that entire game. So when we got down, the rally pounding, we didn't have enough time to really let it all sink in. And as my producers texting to me. Uh, and, and and rally pounding. If it doesn't work, worst case scenario, you're still drunk and you don't really remember it. So there is a win-win aspect to it. Now, my Bingo. question, to you, my question <laughs> to you, and first off, congrats, you'll be doing the team stream for Wisconsin, uh, and that's awesome. But I can't imagine that they're going to let you have a few beers on the on the side of the court there at Lucas Oil. No, that is true. But luckily. Luckily, I have a keychain that has a flask on it. You know, I'm from Wisconsin, so these kind of things are everywhere. You know, the, how you hide your beverages. You know, like they have iPhone cases that you can put shots into. They have, you know, they have every little thing. So if it's necessary, and I do, and I try to keep it professional, but if it's necessary, then I'm, I'm unafraid to, you know, put my entire future on the line for one win. Whatever you've got to do for your team, and I'll keep that secret That's safe. Right. With the uh, fine <laughs> folks here in Kentucky and the people listening on 1450, the Sports Buzz. They'll and we're appreciate talking. it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will. Yeah. And what channel will that be on? Uh, I, you know, the game itself will be on, I think, TBS. What channel will uh, the Wisconsin yeah, team so, stream be? Yeah, so will the Wisconsin team stream is on True TV like we were last year. And then you guys got, uh, you know, Rex Chapman coming back and, I think that was that the TNT one. It's the three. Oh, that is TNT yeah, station. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so the Wisconsin one is true, and then I think the main one is TBS, and then uh, your guys are on TNT. And I look, and I so look forward to seeing Rex again because the best. I got to do this last year too, so this is my second oh, year doing this. I didn't know you did it last. That's my fault. Yeah. Yeah, and it was super awesome. And one of the best parts was being able to hang out with Rex Chapman because there's a guy who you know, grew up playing NBA Live 95 and <laughs> games along that era. I mean, this is, he's one of my heroes, you know, obviously. So I got to ask him all about, you know, guards in the 90s. I was like, you know, what about Kevin Johnson? And what about, you know, what about this guy and this guy? And he would, he would open up all about it, you know, because he likes to talk too. So it was so much fun. I really look forward to seeing him. And I know he gave Kentucky fans a hard time and, uh, just because the way that he, you know, the way that Rex is, Rex is Rex. So uh, it was a lot of fun to be around him, and I look forward to it again. Yeah, we, we talked about it in the first segment. I'm surprised they let him back. Obviously, he's been things haven't been as going as well for him in the past year. I was surprised that they let him do it. Now, let me ask you this, Phil. And, I, again, I didn't know that you did it last year, and that was my mistake for probably yeah. not asking No, no, that. no worries. But – do you do you have like an anchorman type showdown if you run into some other uh, team stream crews? Uh, do you have a trident? Are you ready to go in, in that sense? Hmm, no, I don't. Because there's, you know, I think all of us feel like it's just we're so lucky that Turner would even do something like this. Like so, it's like this. 
you know, get out of jail free card for doing something awesome. Um, it's like, how, how are we even, you know, th- this is really creative on the part of a big company taking a risk and spending a lot of money and, you know, trying to do something outside of the box when that is not the case in media, you know, lot, lots of people are spending less money. Most people are trying to, to save as much money as they possibly can. And for them to do something like this, it feels just like this bonus, like, wow, some good things are happening in the world of media. You know, it's not all doom and gloom or just about clicks. How many slideshows can I, you know, punch you through just to get some website hits or controversies or whatever the case may be. So I think there's, there's just this like amazement that we get to be a part of it when 10 years ago, three years ago, there was nothing like this before. So yeah. we all want to do this really good job and, and are really like patient and thankful for it. Well, I'm sure you you will do a fantastic job. Uh, I didn't tune in obviously to the Wisconsin live team stream last year, so I you know. And, but well, I'm sure DJ, you know what? You know what? Last year I dropped a rally pounding on the air. I said I was interviewing. Yes, I was interviewing John Luer, who played for the Badgers and now plays for the Grizzlies. And part of the interview, I was like, you know, what do these Badgers have to do to rally pound their way back into it? That got all kinds of love, you know? See, you got to keep them, just keep them, keep them wanting more. That's fantastic. I would definitely, if I had that great of an interview on that type of stage with that fun phrase, I would make that my intro into my radio (laughs) show, my outro, I'd make it everywhere. But uh, let's, you know, 10 minutes in, let's get into this game. Why is it going to be different this year for the Badgers? Obviously, they've got a lot of the same pieces and those pieces are better, uh, but Kentucky's probably a better team too. So why will it be different for Wisconsin this year? I, I don't know that it will be. I, and you know, because uh, again, they're, they're very, uh, they're a very similar team. They're very, um, you know, the, the only reason maybe why it may be different is because there's a different attitude towards it that the final four maybe seemed like the goal last year. Like when they got to Indy, they accomplished what they had set out to accomplish. Like hadn't been done since 2000, that there was this, monkey off the back of Bo Ryan that, you know, he finally got a team to the final four. And like, that was kind of the peak of what they maybe thought they could do. And then they get into this game with Kentucky and see that they can play them straight up and, and can have success and can have the lead and can put themselves within one possession of, of getting to the national championship. So they know that they they belong here, and this team's played like they should be here already, and this team's played like you know they're they're coming to win. So I think really the only thing that's changed besides the players, you know, getting better and working with each other, yada yada yada, is that they they expect to win. That they're not just here for the final four. That they're here for winning a national championship because they've got the final four under their belt. They get to go back, but it's still it's business. They want to win. They want to win. It doesn't matter who they're playing, you know, had it been Notre Dame, they don't care about who they're beating, they just want to win. And that makes that makes perfect sense, and, and I ask you why it'll be different for Wisconsin this year, but we are an unbelievable three from Aaron Harrison away from talking about how it will be different for Kentucky this year. Uh, Wisconsin really yeah. did, I wouldn't say necessarily outplayed Kentucky, but they played each other pretty evenly, and Wisconsin had the lead for the majority of that second half. 
and Kentucky kind of stole the game from them to advance to that national championship game. I think we are set for another classic in the Final Four on Saturday. There's a reason this is a late game. These two teams have been considered two of the top three, if not the top two teams, for the majority of the season, and we really do have a dream matchup in Indianapolis. Let me ask you about Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker. These two are household names at this point for any average college basketball fan. Uh, Kaminsky coming back was maybe a bit of a surprise for some people on a national level. How has he advanced his game this season uh, with really being the center point of this Wisconsin team? He's been amazing. Like, I have not seen a better college basketball player in my time covering Wisconsin in the Big Ten. And I'm trying to think, you know, trying to think that through. You know, I, I covered Michael Red and, you know, all these really good players, but no one has been so dynamic and hard to guard. No one's been like this. And Tom Izzo even said it after they played, after Michigan State came here to Madison and Kaminsky scored 30 on them that there hasn't been a player like Kaminsky since the big dog, since Glenn Robinson was scoring 30 a game when he was playing in the Big Ten for Purdue. And he's just a nightmare matchup, you know. There's, he can do everything on the floor. Um, and, the, and the way we saw it develop this year was that, oh, wow, here's Kaminsky. You know he could hit the three. He could hit the three a little bit last year, but now, you know, he's, he's setting himself up to shoot threes. Um, what really started surprising is that while he's leading breaks, he could grab a rebound. He's seven feet tall, so he can grab the rebound and then lead the break into the forecourt and throw a lob pass to like Decker or Nigel Hayes or so he can do everything on the floor, even his his bad games, and they're not bad, but like they don't feel dominant. He doesn't look like the dominant player or the player of the year in it. You know, he finishes with sixteen points, eight rebounds and six assists, and you go, Well, holy cow, he didn't really I can't believe he finished with those numbers. How did that happen? He didn't even do much. Then he did. This huge impact on the game. So he's just a nightmare because he can do everything. He's great handling the basketball, attacking the rim. He's got all the post moves. He can hit the three. He can push the break. Um, and it, I can't wait to see what Kentucky is going to do to Frank. Are they going to just, you know, do they have a guy that can, that can guard him one-on-one? -on -one? I think they do. You know, at least they'll at least try it. And, that's going to be that's going to be such an incredible little dynamic inside of the game, um, and we'll see what Frank does because if that happens, you know he's going to do. If it's a pass, if it's a if it's go to the rim, if it's take him out to shoot a three, he's going to do all of those to test and you know see what works. And then once he knows what works, he goes for blood, he goes for the kill, and then that's when we see like oh wow, he's really good. Yeah, and there's no denying how good he is and how versatile he is as a player. Very, very smart. He knows what he's doing. He's been in, he's experienced. He's been in these big games before. He's been in close games before. But here, and he's great, and he's probably going to have a much better game against Kentucky this year than he did last year. But here's the thing Willie Cauley Stein, Kentucky's seven, one of their many seven footers, very long, very athletic. He's probably the best defender in college basketball. And Kentucky yeah, can have a you, choice for sure. to to put him on Frank Kaminsky and maybe, you know, I don't know if you can completely shut down Kaminsky, but you could maybe have him not have one of his normal, unbelievable games. And, and he's been just on a tear of this NCAA tournament or, and, and Willie Colley Stein can guard multiple positions. He had the block on Grant that really helped save the game for Kentucky, helped UK win yeah. last Saturday Ooh. night, or you can put him on Sam Decker 
who's 6'9 and big and can shoot threes. He can do it all also. Where, as a Wisconsin fan, where who would you rather Willie Cauley-Stein guard? Who do you think he'd be less effective on? Ooh, um, less effective. I, I would, I want to say, I would have to say Kaminsky because he's more of the, the matchup problem for anybody. And it's not just like, oh, he can score, but if he can pull Willie Cauley-Stein out towards a three-point line because he's a threat, well, then Frank can find somebody cutting to the rim. Frank can find somebody who's a really good passer, can find the right guy to have the ball at the right time and pulling a defender away from where maybe he would be most effective, and which may take away what Frank can do offensively. But that's what's been very special about this team is that they have so many weapons. It's the most weaponry they've ever had, and that's why you know whether or not Frank has a big game, which I, he needs to against Kentucky, let's be honest. I mean, it's not just like you're playing some run-of-the-mill squad. This is, a, this is one of the best teams in in my lifetime. So, um, you know, he needs to have a big game no matter what, but I think that might be the theory is that, okay, we can pull our seven footer away from the block, uh, to just get one of their seven footers away from the block. Cause if they don't, if you don't want to challenge or because Frank can hit the three, I think that's the, that's the minuscule matchup that we have to see. Like, what are they going to do? It's so intriguing. I love it. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. No, this this probably should be the NCAA championship game, in my opinion. It's a shame that they have to meet again in the semifinals because there's a good chance that it could have been the, the championship game last year as well. Uh, I, yeah. I think Wisconsin matched up with UConn last year a lot better than Kentucky did. But and uh, enough living in the past. Uh, we're, we're running a little bit out of time, but I want a quick update on Trayvon Jackson. I know he's been injured for a while, and he's kind of slowly transitioning his way back uh, into a, a bigger role. What do you think his minutes will be on Saturday and how effective he'll be? Um, it's tough to say how effective he'll be because he was, you know, there was something about uh, in the in the Oregon game that they played before playing Arizona. Um, there was kind of that, hey, he's back for the first time. Uh, good story, everything kind of feeling good. He hits his first shot out of the gate. He has a turnover, but then he gets you know, fouled attacking the rim, which is something that he does that, you know, they could use more of. And he played nine minutes, which was, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, Trey's playing nine minutes. And then Arizona, he didn't do anything. And looked out of place, looked out of shape, looked out of the, you know, didn't look like Trey Jackson that you need on the floor. Um, but, I, again, now you get a week of rest. Now you get a week of preparing. Now you get a week of practice again for him to be on the floor and working with his teammates. He can be a dynamic player, um, but it's that that would be one of the wild cards. Is one of the wild cards is certainly Trey Jackson and what he can provide. I mean, ten minutes at the most, but if if he's a guy that goes in and hits a pair of shots, gets a steal, draws a foul, I don't see why Bo needs to take him out uh, until. You know, until Bronson Koenig is maybe rested and relaxed and ready to go back in. He's the wild card. He's a guy that it's a total wild card in this game of what he can provide. Because we know ultimately what he can, but can he actually do it in a game of this magnitude and coming off of the injury and, you know, all of the little things that we could go off on. But he's a wild card. So I don't know. That's the one thing. I have no idea what to expect from Trey. Um, it could be awesome. It could be useless, and he plays two minutes, and let's just keep him out of the game. They could, that could be a strategy, too, if it's, if it's just not there. So there's just so many things that could happen. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. 
And in, in, in these big games, I'm excited as you are, there always is going to be that storyline you didn't think. And maybe it is Jackson comes back, plays 15 minutes, hits a big three, does something like this. Yeah. There's always going to be this unpredictable storyline. And, and before we let you go, and I know you've got a, a flight to catch. We're talking with Phil Dawson. Uh, last year, you predicted UConn to beat Florida, which I thought you were crazy to do. I didn't. I, nobody <laughs> was predicting it. I didn't think it was a smart prediction. You made it here on this very radio show. It shown. It, it sure enough came true. So, give me a uh, a prediction for the UK Wisconsin game and, and who that team plays in the national championship game on Monday night. Sure. Now, being a homer, obviously Wisconsin is going to win that game. Um, I think if the two teams play their absolute best, Kentucky should win. You know what I mean? If they, if they do what they do best and Wisconsin does what they do best, then Kentucky still should win the game. But I'm not talking like it should be a one-possession game. It really should. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side, I don't know how. I don't know how Michigan State can hang with Duke. I saw Duke up close personal when they came to the Kohl Center, and they shot 65% in the second half. They have all the weaponry in the world. Michigan State plays this rough-and-tumble kind of game, but there's so much energy and passion in it. Um, but I just don't think they're as good. So Duke should win that. I would expect a Duke-UK matchup. I would expect, based on what they've done, that Kentucky should win the national title. And that, and if they don't, it should go down as a disappointment, obviously. If you have all these wins and they all kind of are off for not, then what's the point? Right, and that's the same with Wisconsin. Wisconsin gets here; it's a great story. Hey, we made back-to-back Final Fours. We don't have the history. We don't have the the kind of prestige that a Kentucky or a Duke does. You know, we've reached a goal here, and it's something that's big and something that's special and will be remembered. Um, and then, if they can get past Kentucky, that's like the next bonus. Like, hey, they did it! Wow, really cool for Kentucky. I think it's a they should get past Wisconsin. It's going to be the tough-ass challenge, their toughest challenge of the year. But if they play their best. They should win. So well, that's how I get it. It'll it'll be – I think we're going to have two fun games. I was kind of hoping you'd maybe go with another crazy prediction upset like with uh, like uh, UConn over Florida last year with Michigan State over Duke. I, I think can't. Game, I saw Michigan State. I just can't. Buy, I don't buy into them. I, I think that's the smart bet is to pick Duke. But I do think it'll be close. And, and I think no matter who makes the title game, even if Michigan State does, I think we're going to be in for a treat. I think you've got – three of the best teams in college basketball, and then you've got Tom Izzo, who's debatably the, the best yeah. X and O coach in college basketball. So we're in a treat, in for a treat. You're going to be in for a treat down there in Indianapolis, especially for Saturday's night game. Uh, and hopefully this time next year, Phil, we can preview another uh, Wisconsin-Kentucky <laughs> Final Four. So thanks so much for joining us. Safe travels and enjoy Indianapolis. Hell yeah, TJ, anytime. And I hope I don't have to rally pound on the air, but if I do, I will. I'm, hey, I'll I'm be listening. I'm going. I'll be, going I'll, be I'll be listening to you this year. So, uh, if you do it, I, I look forward to. But thanks a lot, uh, Phil Dawson. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you. Right. And that was uh, a great, great interview. And again, rally pounding is something that I myself I haven't really talked about it, but it's something I've been doing uh, not during UK games because I, I cover a lot of UK games. So I, I'm not as bold as him to maybe sneak in a flask and do it during a game. Uh, but during Green Bay games, during other sporting events, World Cup, uh, rally pounding during soccer matches, Trevor, can be flat out dangerous uh, because those games, you could be down after the first minute and you still have 89 more minutes to go. So there's a reason why there's so many fights in soccer crowds. 
There is, and, and that interview went a little long, but that's okay because it was good content and and fun to listen to. Uh, the thing about it, and I, I didn't have time to ask him as much about Wisconsin. He's a little long winded, which is great for great for an interview. Um, for me, it makes my job easier. Uh, but I don't know if Wisconsin has. Everybody wants to compare them to Notre Dame, and I think they're obviously better than Notre Dame. But to beat Kentucky, I think you've got to be able to have a guy that can penetrate and get to the rim, a guard that can penetrate and get to the rim. And I don't know if Wisconsin has that. Trayvon Jackson was that guy before he got hurt, but he hasn't been playing a lot. So I don't know if you could see a a guy like Koenig, Bronson Koenig, that that could do that, or, or, or Gasser. Uh, guys that could be able to put it on the floor and get to the rim. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, Nigel Hayes isn't isn't a guard necessarily, but he he's going to be another player to watch. Uh, this Wisconsin team not 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 very deep too. Uh, the thing about Frank Kaminsky, and we'll talk more about this in the show. The thing that if you put Willie Collins down on him, I think he does a great job. Kaminsky has an okay game. Can't have a great game on Willie Collins down. I'd be in, I'd be surprised if he did. The thing about Carl Anthony Towns is Kaminsky is smart. He might be able to get him in foul trouble, and if you do that, that could change the entire dynamic of the game. At, at this uh, point in the tournament, TJ, isn't depth a little? I mean, I don't want to say it's overrated for the fact that, like, if in your if you're in Calipari shoes, you can go to option B if option A is having a bad game. A lot of teams can't do that. And almost no team can do that as much as Cal can. But in terms of endurance, with all the timeouts, I mean, I'm I've got plenty of energy by the end of the game it, it, with all the timeouts they take. I mean. And the depth, I don't think, really comes into as much a factor at this point in tournament. Oh, I, I, I agree, and I, I didn't mean depth in the sense that Kentucky's you down. Be able to wear them down. I mean it from a foul standpoint. Okay, yeah. if if Kaminsky has to go to the bench for some reason, uh, Wisconsin's in big, big trouble. I mean, big trouble. If Decker has to go to the bench for some reason, they're in big trouble. They can't lose those two guys to foul trouble. I, I at the beginning of the year, I do believe in maybe being able to run teams down. The platoon system was great for UK in that sense. Now, especially at the Final Four level, I don't think it necessarily matters. Late in games, when players are tired, when you're tired, you make bad decisions. That could be something to watch, but you are right. There are so many timeouts, half times longer in the NCAA tournament. You get bigger breaks. You're running on more adrenaline. Uh, Maybe the last two minutes would be the only time where it could really, really come into effect. Uh, but but we'll see. All right, we need to head to commercial break. We're long, uh, Trevor. I guess maybe we're gonna have to do double commercial breaks. Well, if you want, you can just once just uh, we can we can just kill this hour the last couple minutes and we'll just go to the top of the hour. Well, I guess I, I guess that we can do that. Uh, that would be maybe that'd be smart. We might as well since we only got three minutes anyway. I was thinking maybe you just do. Oh, TJ, what could we talk about for three minutes on the, uh, this week? I, I don't know what we could talk about, TJ. I know exactly <laughs> what we could talk about, and that's the 2015 Sports Buzz golf card. It's uh, back. Uh, we, we, we need more than three minutes to talk about how great that is. Ever, yeah. We probably need 30 minutes to really talk about it. Uh, you can play a Cherry Run, Polo Fields, Heritage Hill, Woodhaven Country Club, Elks Run, and Valley View for under $25 a round. It doesn't get better than that because some of these courses are private. You can't get on them without the Sports Buzz golf card. Uh, and if you go to Chariot Run, they're going to give you range balls and a free drink. So limited number. You need to get them as soon as possible. Go to 1450thesportsbuzz.com backslash golf card or call 812-725-1457. 
and tell them that TJ Walker, the sports stalker, sent you and get yours. Get your sports buzz golf card. Today is a beautiful day to golf. I've already been invited to golf. I'm not going to be able to because I have a house that I need to try to move into. Have you moved anything into this home, by the way? I've moved a lot into it. Okay. But I, I called cable today to get cable and internet set up because I can't really officially live there and work from home without internet. They can't come out for 10 days. Wait, wait a minute. What? 10 days. I, I know that the cable system has been a joke when they tell you all oh, we'll be there anytime between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., but 10 days? Do they expect you to wait there until he shows up? I thought he was joking when he told me. And I was like, April Fool's? No, I was like, really? 10 days? And he's like, yeah, I guess it's this is a really busy time of the year. He's like, if somebody cancels, though, we'll be sure to get you up. And I was like, well, do you want to give I'm away 10, your cable provider, by the way? Because I'd love to know who this is. It, it's Uverse, who I actually like a lot. Okay. And the, I, the customer service is great, unlike some other cable services that I've had uh, that also have my initials TW in them and then another initial. And no shock, I worked for that place. <laughs> uh, that place was awful, and I could tell you the horror stories of that. But 10 days, and he was telling me that if somebody cancels, we can move you up the list. Well, if somebody cancels and I'm 10 days away, then maybe I could get up to a week away because you've got to go through everybody else and say, hey, we got a spot. Hey, we got a spot. Hey, we got a spot. So there's no way I'm going to be moving up drastically. You've got a better chance of getting a kidney than you do cable in the next 10 days. Yeah, really, really, really true. Uh, but so I, I'm going to move a bunch of stuff today because I finally have a friend with a truck and this is the only day he can do it. So we're going to move a lot of big stuff. So I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I don't know if I'll be living there. No, you can't live uh, there. No cable, no internet. That's a man rule. You can't live in a home without cable and internet. That's that's, yeah, that's but, rule number one when you move. You should know well, that, man. If my bed's there, I might sleep there and then have to wake up in the morning and drive over here. I don't know. You we'll know, you know who has a bed? The Holiday Inn with cable. Well, I'm not I'm not going to be staying at a Holiday Inn, Trevor. I can say it's a Hyatt. It's okay. It doesn't have to be name brand. Are they Are they, Are they? they advertising for us? Do I need to... Do I need to do you need to pimp them out too? No, but you can also I'll go state your girls and Hannah's. And well, that, that, that's it. Uh, and true. Buy the Sports Buzz golf card. Uh, you won't regret it. We're going to go to a commercial break. What a fun. It's fun when we skip our commercial breaks, uh, but we're, gonna, we're not skipping it now. So listen to these wise words from our sponsors, and we'll be right back here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Can't you just let me? I have an appointment with the horse doctor. How that horse became a doctor, I don't know. <laughs> now, back to the sports talker with TJ Walker. No, I'm kidding. He's just a regular doctor who shoots your horse in the head when its leg is broken. On 1450, the sports buzz. You literally can never go wrong with an office quote, Trevor. Anytime you do it, I'm going to be sitting on my side of the computer smiling. So you can never go wrong with it. I love Dwight's 
laugh at his own joke in that soundbite. I don't know how that horse became a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. And, I, and I've been seeing so many posts and blogs and websites and tweets about certain TV shows and even Disney movies had one about brackets and letting people vote on them of like your favorite movies. I think South Park's doing one of your favorite South Park characters. Seinfeld did one last year, I know. Seinfeld did one last year. I remember that one as well. Uh, I'm going to do one next year, favorite office characters. And the hard part, are there 64 notable office characters? Yes, there are. Uh, but the average Office fan certainly won't know probably numbers 50 through 64. Should you just uh, make it like a regional, like a top 16? I mean, that would be... No, no. I, w- I want to go all out with it. I'm going to do it next year. I am. Uh, I-, I could already tell you the Final Four would be Michael, Dwight, Jim, and Pam. Uh, it- it'll-, it'll be chalk, I imagine. I-, I know who my Cinderella is. My- one of my favorite underrated is Creed. Oh, that's a good point. You ever, you ever notice that in the office, the actors, how many actors' real names are their characters' names? Uh, Actually, this was a trivia question. You know, sometimes when I text you when I'm trying to cheat at trivia, this was uh, this was one I didn't need your help on. I, I play trivia either Tuesdays or Wednesdays, Wednesday night. This is going to be a week that I'm not going to be able to do it. Very rare when I can't do it. I'll fill but in for you. Sometimes if there's like a, a – a music question from the 70s or a really old sports question uh, that's pretty that you know that the sports talker can't get that's before my time uh, sometimes after the question I'll text Trevor I don't really treat I don't really cheat you guys uh, I'll, I'll text Trevor to see if he knows it uh, and I'll say you're probably batting around 70 percent you've gotten some wrong if it's 70s or 80s is when you text me I, I can tell and by the way speaking of Creed uh, ironic twist to that he was a member of a 70s rock band called grassroots the actual uh, Creed Bratton was and uh, he says that in the in the show too oh. but the so one of the trivia questions was what are the I think they said three people that have their same first names in the office uh, you obviously have Creed can you figure out the other two Trevor. I apologize about that. I was actually answering the uh, the hotline. Uh, the other one is uh, um, oh, what's the account? Oscar and um, uh, not Meredith, but the uh, Bob Vance's wife. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on her name. Phyllis. Phyllis. Thank you. Yes. That's Raw, you're you're okay. You're you're right. You're right about those two. But I guess there was one. No, that was it. Okay, you're right. Yeah. See, don't question me. See, this you're is right. why you go to me on trivia night. Well, this no, is why, this, is why I'm your, this is hey, why I'm your backup plan. Hey, I knew this one. I knew this one. Um, I I always get confused with Aaron, the new girl, because her real name's Ellie, uh, <laughs> and it kind of runs together for me. But you're right. You've got it. Now, if, so. it's, if it was somebody after the, like I said, I I, ju- I, I left the, the, the office bandwagon. Uh, it was right after... It was not too long after Pam and Jim had their, I guess they had their first kid, I want to say, because uh, I, I, I've... I've been told they've had a second later on in the apps in the, in the series. So it was right after their their first kid. Not too long after that is when I kind of just I kind of went away from the office. I did the same thing with Sunny in Philadelphia. We've talked about that, and I just kind of quit watching. I still have, I, I thought I was going to go back and do it and watch it, and I started from the beginning of the office. I'm like I'm going to start at episode one and just keep going all the way through. And when I got to that same point where I stopped the first time, I faded away again and never did get to finish the last uh, couple seasons of Office. 
That's disappointing. Uh, one more quick office trivia question. Do you know the first two do you know the two guys that are at, that act in the show and write for the show? Uh, oh yeah, they, and they were they grew up as uh, childhood friends. That's Jim and uh, Ryan. It's not Jim and Ryan. Well, they, they I thought they were were they both writers on the show? Or Ryan is a Ryan is a writer on the show. Jim, oh. maybe he did a little bit towards the end. They were all kind of writing a little bit. I know they but grew up. Guy, they went to high school and middle school together, I believe too. But this guy has been writing from the beginning, and he he's been on the show from the beginning. An actor on the show. An actor on the show. Well, I think Steve Carell would be. Is, is Steve Carell real quick? Is that or is that just a too easy? Of a no. Week? Okay. Too easy. No. Uh, then I'm gonna say. You're running out of guys. By the yeah, way. really. I'm gonna go Kevin. I like Kevin. I relate to Kevin. We're both fat and slow. You really had a 50-50 shot. I guess maybe a really? 33 percent chance with Daryl. You were wrong. It's Toby. Oh, really? I always feel bad for Toby so much. I do too. All right, let's get to. We got a phone call from Rob, uh, and I think it might be Rob Blackhawk. Rob, how are you? TJ Walker, how are you doing, man? Doing well. How are Rob you? Blackhawk. Good. I'm doing Good. great. Uh, I thought, I thought he tweeted out the phone number, and I thought, well, I have to call him. Listen, I, I wanted to, to give my did. opinion on the, the game coming up this weekend. All right. Um, uh, anything specific? Yeah. I, that's, what I'm really worried about for Kentucky is the Wisconsin game. I, I think that that is a really, really could be a trouble game. I'm just, you know, especially if, you know, Decker shoots like he did in the last one, which Honestly, I don't think he will because, I mean, you know, that was just a, kind of a once in a lifetime game. But that's the game that worries me. I think that if Kentucky can get past the conference, I honestly think the national championship game would not, would not even be that close. So that's the game that I'm worried about. Yeah, and, and thanks for your call, Rob. I appreciate it. And I did want people to start calling in because uh, funny story before I get to Rob's question, and I'll answer it, Rob, I promise. Uh, I, I On the way home, I was kind of – bothered i didn't get to do a radio show yesterday this time of the year i want to be on the radio it's really fun um there's there's obviously so much to talk about so i was driving home and i got towards indianapolis and i tuned in to 1450 the sports buzz on my tune in radio app and listened to nick coffee's show inside the press box which comes on after my show 5 30 to 7 and, and it's great a great show he does a great job especially if you're a louisville fan uh so i, I decided to call in because i was really bored and i thought it'd be funny uh, and, and talked a little bit, but he does a lot of call-ins, and he's got a, a little. He, he's been doing radio a little bit longer than me, so he he probably has a little bit bigger of a listening base. But I, I kind of wanted to start pushing phone calls a little bit more, and I said today was going to be the day that I'm actually going to give the number out there because back in the old days as a sports talker, sometimes the phone lines wouldn't work, sometimes they wouldn't get through. I'd have people tell me they were trying to call all throughout the show, and it would just be a busy sign, this and that. But now I think they're they're a bit more stable, and I, so I was like, okay, we're gonna start pushing them. And then sure enough, I do the show today, Trevor, and we get through the first hour and fifteen minutes, and I haven't given out the number once. I tweeted it out, but I haven't given it out on the air uh, just because we've been busy. And that's kind of how our show is: is sometimes we just don't even have time for phone calls. We've got another by, one. By the way, I think we can blame Yates for the lack of calls in the beginning. I think that was him sabotaging it so he could get more uh, mic time with you. I really think it might be. It's time to actually look if at that as if a If he's listening, I hope, he, I hope he is. 
because there would be times that the phone line just wouldn't work, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Rob, I still remember your question. I'm going to get to it. We've got Captain Arctic on the phone, too, so let's get into the Captain Arctic. What's up, buddy? TJ Walker, how you doing, bud? Doing well. Right now, it's just pretty much the people that tweet into the show that are calling in, but you got to start somewhere, and that's fine with me. How are you, Captain Arctic? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm going to give a shout-out to my fellow listeners, Rob Blackhawk Down. Run DMC and his plethora of beauties in Texas, and the ever nervous and paranoid Clay B one sixteen, and of course, of course, and of course, Trevor Kelsey. I'm ready for some uh, some Tommy Two Tone on the break, and then finally for you, TJ, for you out kicking the coverage big time with uh, with your girl <laughs> Hannah there. I sure did. You're right about that. I second uh, that. That that's the that's. Yeah. The, that's the rundown of, of the people that have been with the sports stalker for the longest time. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and Scott, and Scott, you're one of you're you're quickly moving up my list of favorite listeners because of your nice gesture with DirecTV a few weeks ago when when I couldn't watch the Big East semifinal game or Big East championship. Yeah, no, I could tell you were kind of pissed about that. So happy to happy to help out. Yeah, that was great. Um, uh, I got a, I got a couple of I got I got a couple of Duke things. You know how I I love the Dukies. Um, so I don't I don't want to be looking ahead, but you know if you look at the what Coach K has done over the last couple of years, you know he's bringing in a pretty good set of, of one and dones each year, and this year in particular with those those three starters. And I wanted to get your take on whether or not you thought let's say Duke was somehow to win the title. Would would Shashevsky get a pass, when, and, and would the media say, "Oh my God, he's so great! Look at what he's done!" and, and kind of make the whole one and done thing a, uh, you know, to be a, a very favorable light with Coach K, whereas Cal is obviously constantly battling that. And and, and that's a a great question, and actually one that I talked about in length today uh, with my boss Brett Dawson. I, and thanks for the call, Scott. I, I do appreciate you all calling in when I do say that I, I want people to start calling in. It, 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 people aren't going to call in unless other people do. It, you, it's got to be a cool thing to do. So I do appreciate Rob and, and Captain Arctic calling in. Uh, the thing with Coach K, and it, I don't believe that there is a a witch hunt for John Calipari. I know that there's media members that don't like him. I don't think there's some conspiracy theory that the NCAA wants to let him fry I think maybe they don't like him. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think any of this is a big deal with John Calipari. Uh, there's just a few media members out there that don't like him. But there is no denying that their Coach K is the golden boy of college basketball, and it is incredibly obnoxious. He is probably the best college basketball coach in the history of college basketball. Uh, I, I, I think he does a great job. But it's so funny to me when people talk to uh, talk about Coach K and his one-and-dones that he's adapting to the rule, that Coach K finds a way to adapt. Oh, by golly, look at him. He's doing a fantastic job with them boys down in Durham, and they might compete for a Final Four. Adapt? He's adapting, but John Calipari's ruining college basketball? John Calipari, it's like he broke the rules. It's, it's like he's the one that did it, but now that he did it, all the other coaches are free to do it as well, and those coaches are just adapting to it. They're finding ways to survive. He gets Jabari Parker. He gets Julia Lokafor. But he's still finding ways to, to advance and, and win in this crazy day of college basketball. Hey, Coach K, what a chameleon. 
he's it's it's silly it's silly and wasn't Corey Maggette a one and done player Trevor way back when he yes uh Elton, yeah Elton Brand was two so yeah Corey Maggette his first was Corey Maggette and um what was the guard's name Avery uh Avery not, something not, Avery I forget you're gonna have to figure that one out but he's had one and dones in the past too but when he does it, it's okay, and it's just it's his, and it comes down to just Duke being Duke. William Avery, and thank you, and, and it's dumb. D is not for Duke; it's for dumb. It's because they're a good school. So if you go to Duke for a year, well, that's okay because it's Duke. You go on and, and get your get your millions of dollars in the NBA. You do it at Kentucky. Well, man, these urban kids—they don't want to go to school. They don't go to class. Forget their GPA. Forget their APR scores. They're abusing the system, but Coach K is adapting to it. And even with with Bill Self at Kansas, he's not really adapting to it or or, or breaking it. But he does it all the time too, and nobody really even talks about his one and dones. It just kind of happens there. So, it really, U- UCLA and, another example over Ben Halland and even um, well, I guess not as much Steve Alford, but how many one and dones they produced out with Kevin Love and uh, Russell Westbrook and company. And, and and Nick Coffey tweets into the show and says, well, dang. And so, you know, it it's crazy to me. Guess what? Breaking news. I kind of want to do one of those Parks and Recs headlines where uh, <laughs> Amy Poehler makes them really, really long. That's and one even- show I've called Yates about for sound bites because I've never watched it because Amy Poehler's character reminds me of such a ripoff of Michael Scott that I, I, I just have trouble watching Parks and Rec, but I know you love it. So I've asked Yates to send me clips that I can use for rejoins. I I actually I really do like uh, I, I do like Park, Parks and Rec uh, and Leslie Nope. Uh, they those would be good ones, but she always does these funny headlines that are just way too long and stupid. Even Michael Scott does it in some, so it could be a direct knockoff. But here's my headline: Breaking news: College basketball coach likes to get best players win games and ultimately maybe win a national championship with said best players. And guess what teams and coaches can get those best players? The good ones, the ones that have won before. Yet you have Coach K adapting, Bill Self out in Kansas, uh, minding his own business. Nobody talks about him, but John Calipari is the one that is ruining college basketball. Even Jim Beheim has had a few, and nobody talks about him. Can we get a janitor in here to clean the brain, the brain fragments off the walls? Because you just blew my mind, TJ. Thanks. Uh, and getting back to Rob's question, I didn't forget. I wanted to get to it right away, but I didn't forget. Wisconsin is a lot of people, a lot of UK fans I've talked to said, "Well, Notre Dame was our close game. If we got by them, that's the one that we were going to struggle with." Eh, I don't think Wisconsin's really good, and they match up really well with Kentucky, and it's a different type of matchup than Notre Dame. It's similar in ways, but it's a little different, and I agree with you that, uh, Rob Blackhawk, that Wisconsin's going to be the tough one, and I really do think, I agree, I agree 100%. If they get by Wisconsin, I think they beat Duke or Michigan State uh, in the national title game and close out on 40-0, and it, but it's going to be really tough. Wisconsin's a really, really smart team. They're a really experienced team. They don't take a ton of bad shots. They're very efficient. They can shoot threes, and obviously Frank Kaminsky can score inside. The one thing Wisconsin's missing is a chance, uh, a guard that can penetrate and put it on the floor. Got another phone call from another cla- another 
Uh, another 1450 Sports Buzz favorite and sports talker with TJ Walker. And after all, it is a Wednesday. Yates, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. The first Ask Yates Wednesday question is, how's the new job going? Uh, well, uh, as I tweeted out, uh, aside from the fact that I'm now a passive participant in the sports talker with TJ Walker, I can't really complain. You like it? it, it it's It's... I, I know, obviously, you're missing out on the on the radio show, and uh, I, I'm we trust me. We really hurt for content on Wednesdays nowadays without Ask H Wednesday. But they're treating you good over there. They are, yeah. Okay, if you need if you need me to go over there Actually, and show I, some, go on. Uh, I was going to say I have to um, amend my answer to your initial question. I'm actually not doing very well because Trevor, surprise, surprise, just lied on the air. <laughs> he, he has not once he has not once asked me for clips from Parks and Rec. So wow, Trevor! And, and defend my good name. Rebuttal, Trevor. Do you have proof of this denial? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, look at it! The gang's all back together. Uh, I feel yeah, like Charlie trying to be a lawyer in sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, he he only studies bird law. That's the only. That's what Charlie and always Sunny always studies. Yates, can we ask you one more Ask Yates Wednesday question before we let you go? Sure. All right, Trevor, you can ask him anything you want, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you there, Trevor? In, my, in typical Yates fashion, my mic is going in and out right now. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll ask the question then. All right, good. Good question, Trevor. It's a, a solid question about Trevor, and I mean that's a, that's Yates. I, since you've left me and stuck me with Trevor, that's the kind of stuff I've come to expect out of him. Anytime he needs, I need him to I'm come through surprised. in the clutch. He 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 underperforms time after time. Uh, Yates, my ask Yates Wednesday question to you is: What are you looking forward to the most in Game of Thrones here in about ten days? Oh man, um, I guess. I don't know. I, I kind of want to say stuff that I'm not expecting because it's going to be different from the books, but I'm also starting to get kind of scared about how the show is going to spoil the books. And I, I'm, I guess, debating. I'll, I'll watch this season, but I, I have some internal debate on whether or not I'll continue to watch after that. Because I, I would really prefer to, to end the story in the books before the show. And I, I, I don't know. It, that, kind of, that bothers me. I can understand that. That, that uh, that's going to, to that's kind of going to bother me too. But the books are so long, and they take you know they take such a long time to read, and, and they're so detailed that there's going to be other things that jump out at me. But I'm kind of excited to watch the show, not knowing what's going to happen. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, one more Ask H Wednesday. Predict the final four for me and, and a national champion. Oh man. Um, I guess I'll go, I'll go chalk and say Kentucky and Duke in the championship and I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I'll play that card where I, I'll either be right that I, because I picked Kentucky and be happy that I was right or I'll be wrong and be happy that Kentucky didn't win at all and go undefeated. So I'll Classic. say UK wins at all. Classic Yates. 
Well, that sounds good. Thanks for checking in, buddy. I'm glad everything's going well, and, and don't be a stranger. If I've got to get Trevor to lie about things that you used to do to get you on the show, then I'll do it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. And that is the infamous Yates calling into the show. Remember, TJ, uh, it's not a lie if you believe it. Hey, if and if we don't have Yates to, to put you in your place, then... Uh, then you know I'll believe it. I, I do. I do. I should. Have, I do have one question. I should have asked him, but I'm going to ask you instead. Why do we not uh, transform Ask Gates Wednesday into Ask Trevor Thursday? Well, I've actually thought about. Doing Nick Coffee's in here. He's he's, ra- he's raising his hand. We've got one vote already. Come on, Captain I, Arctic, guess, are you on? Guess what? I I was going to do that. I was going to bring that up maybe tomorrow. And okay. now that you bring it up on my show and try to tell me what to do <laughs> and, and really bully me around, I don't know if I want to do it anymore, Trevor. Well, you're the one bullying people on Twitter to call your show. I I'm, mean, not bull- <laughs> I'm not bullying people. I'm saying that option is now available. We've never... Now, are you being serious or is this some kind of April Fool's joke that you're just teasing me with? I, I, no April, I haven't done an April Fool's joke today yet. I did tell Charlie, who is another 1450 The Sports Buzz classic, uh, listener and has been for a lot while that if he helped me move today, I, I was going to buy him pizza, but that's going to be a classic April Fool's, and I can't wait to see the look on his stupid face when I do it. The best part is he, he's actually April Fooling you. He's not even going to show up. No, he'll show up. He'll show up, damn it. He'll do it. Um, anyways, we're running out of time on the show. It, we were doing a great job staying on, on task and focused on sports. Um, has gotten off track a little bit. Having had really a lot of time to talk about Louisville and, and Terry Rogier and Montrez Harrell going pro, Nick Coffey has, and again, he has the show after me, and you should listen to it inside the press box. It seems that Shaquan Aaron will be back for another season. I think that's huge for Louisville because I really like Shaquan Aaron, and I think if he can get a little bit stronger, his length could be a, a nightmare in Patino's system. He could be a, a defensive star. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Also, some big recruiting news for Louisville is uh, Maverick Rowan is thinking about possibly, I know you all talked about him on the show yesterday, it is looking like he could possibly reclassify to 2015. If he does that, you'd have to certainly like Louisville's chances. He was committed to Pitt for the longest time, but decommitted because, you know, Jamie Dixon and whatnot. Uh, so Louisville, while they're not playing in the Final Four, the future might seem a little bit shaky. you got to trust Rick Pitino to get that stuff figured out. Uh, We've got a show tomorrow. I think we might have a short show on Friday, uh, but it's going to be all Final Four talk those days. I can't be excited. I can't. I couldn't be more excited to preview the Wisconsin Kentucky matchup. There's so many moving pieces in it. Phil Dawson, thanks for coming on the show today. He kind of broke that down for me. And maybe a new Uh, segment tomorrow. Maybe, huh? Maybe a new segment tomorrow, Trevor. If you keep bringing it up, I can guarantee it won't be. So just shut up about it, and we'll and we'll maybe do it. Uh, only kidding, Trevor. Thanks for your input. Thanks for the calls. Hopefully, we can start doing calls more often. If I remember to give out the number and we have time, we might not have time these next two shows. But uh, you guys are great. Thanks for listening. Stick around for Nick Coffee Show inside the press box on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, they say welcome to the 502 Take the Georgia boy, show them how Kentucky do Oak Creek's classics, paint Kentucky blue They say don't forget 270, over hitting two Song call it bluegrass, song call it purple I'ma call it home, take a shot of Tron Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome Ride from the Ville to BG in my, in my zone Let me hear you say high time, sitting by the river Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life When they say I'm going